You said we're gonna do something to your brain. Welcome to Dead Air 4. Here's George. And me. This week we're talking about a ProPublica report on Justice Samuel Alito. Um, expensive vacations. And then we'll talk about Barry, which we watched this week. Um, implosions next to the Titanic. And maybe some other stuff. Yeah. Hello, George. Hi. How are you? Yeah, good. And we'll also be talking about Russian Revolution. Yeah, for a moment. For perhaps, a moment. Which could be out of date by tomorrow. Surely it <laughs> will this be. comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, I guess before we start, a uh, very big thanks to Andrew from Attenshay Films for hosting a stream with me on Monday. Uh, you can find the link to that stream in the description below if you're on YouTube, I think. Yeah, so where should we start? Yeah, um, well, would you like to... Yes, Alito, perhaps... that sounds great. Okay, go for it. We both had some coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I had all coffee. Um, so, uh, Justice Alito, who is Supreme Court judge... Be quiet, Clyde Moe. Justice Alito, who is a Supreme Court judge, uh, had an article written about him in ProPublica where they... Pretty much a level that he got uh, a lot of special treatment on a free vacation in 2008 and then failed to recuse himself with Supreme Court rulings that involved the billionaire right-wing financier who is his friend, is not his friend, put him up in a hotel, introduced him to a few speeches. Uh, the ProPublica report came out on Tuesday night and just before it came out, a few hours, uh, Alito put out a rebuttal, even though he hadn't seen the publication yet, it hadn't been published, uh, in the Wall Street Journal, kind of almost like questioning the definition of is. What the definition of is is. It, mm -hmm. There were a lot of references to dictionary definitions Dictionary of terms, definition. Uh, and pretty much no mention of, you know, morality or... Yeah. You know, what's yeah. legally ethical, but no real mention of what's yeah. actually ethical. Yeah, so, so more specifically, um, what happened is there are two people, Paul Singer, who's a, a billionaire, and uh, Leonard Leo, who is also a billionaire. He's a hedge fund manager, and I think I'm right in saying he was one of the, found, co he was one of the founders and he is the co-chairman of the Federalist Society. The Federalist Society is meant to be an apolitical think tank, forum for lawmakers to talk about things. It was really, in the 80s, it was founded kind of as a response to uh, perceived liberal lawmaking. And uh, six of the current Supreme Court justices uh, have, or are, I suppose they have been, members of the Federalist Society. Mm. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz is a member. Uh, the current... Director of the FBI is a member. Uh, and it looks a lot like they courted Alito and Clarence Thomas, Thomas um, you know, for political leverage and for help with Supreme Court cases, specifically the, um, the rulings that involve these people benefited their business. Mm, yeah. So what do you have to say about that? Isn't it grand? Yeah, um... It is fascinating. I mean, in reading both that and the ProPublica report on basically the same thing with Clarence Thomas, which came out not that long ago, <coughs> um, what struck me in both stories was just 
the fact that, like, ProPublica points out that even, like, low-level government employees can't take, like, gifts without declaring it, right? Um, and, like, ethics law kind of requires that. Yeah, the exceptions um, are things like dinner. Yeah, if you, if you have dinner at, like, a friend's house, um, then lodging and, like, the dinner, you don't have to report mm -hmm. if it's at their private residence. Mm -hmm. um, compared to, like, what Clarence Thomas was doing, getting, like, half-million-dollar trips... Um, around the world on, you know, super yachts uh, catered by private chefs and, you know, like, um, yeah, just basically sort of non, non, massive gifts. Non, I mean, it's not like they're non-tangible gifts, but not like they were giving him sports cars. Yeah. They were giving him experiences. Trips. Yeah, he went on a trip, um, ProPublica said, like once a year for the last 20 years, um, funded by, God, what was his name? Um, uh, Leonard Leo. No, um, the real estate magnate. Paul Singer. No, that's Alito. Right. Um, can't really do his name. Sorry. Uh, anyway, same thing in kind of both stories, like going on trips and um, like ethics experts say that under the law, the actual travel and then lodging at like hotels and resorts should have been um, disclosed, mm -hmm. and they didn't disclose any of them. Um, from what I understand, Alito's response is more or less, uh, from what I read in his op-ed. Go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, just saying, like, um, he doesn't think any reasonable person would think that this would cause him to have to recuse himself. Because one of the key things is that the Supreme Court is really only accountable to the Supreme Court. Like, uh -huh. if a judge should recuse himself from or herself from a case, um, they are the one who makes that decision, like, whether it's ethical or not. Yeah. So there's kind of no other... Um, like higher accountability. Yeah, is. unless they all turn on one person. Yeah, um, yeah which seems unlikely. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, is the Supreme Court corrupted? Um. Yeah. I mean, I would say so. Is because, it compromised? Well, what's interesting is that the idea that one of the reasons that they have lifetime appointments is so that they can be outside of like the political sea. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So they can have a you know further back like perspective but the same um, argument for kings and lords yeah exactly um yeah because they're not corrupt but there shouldn't be i mean shouldn't there be some kind of accountability i mean i guess technically congress could do something but you know yeah i mean an ultra court yeah and then who will govern the ultra court yes um, mega yeah. court mega court yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, do you want to talk about, like, what would you do to fix it, or do you want to, I mean, to me, the whole Alito, Clarence Thomas having documented gift-taking, I mean, I suppose you could argue, you know, whether it was right or not, I think mm. it clearly wasn't, but that would lead me to believe there's other things that no one knows about. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I... Yeah, and you know, you've got six Federalists, six Federal Society, FedSoc, mm. you know, sitting on the Supreme Court. The whole Federalist Society seems to be about sort of shifting the judiciary right, but also corporate right. I know that like right wing now kind of seems to mean that, like pro corpo, mm. but it didn't necessarily used to mean that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then you've got. Leonard Leo, who's worth like, he's got a hedge fund of like 50 billion, mm -hmm. uh, saying that ProPublica's article 
is just another attempt to get woke billionaires to siphon dark money to undermine the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Like, woke billionaires, What what is that? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're the one with, like, six people on the fucking Supreme Court. It's yeah. like the Illuminati like coming, like, can you sort these people out? They're trying to set up a secret society. Yeah, well... I mean, and I'm not saying it's a secret society, by the way. I'm just, you know no, what I mean? No, I get you, yeah. yeah. But it is a club, you know. It's definitely a club. Of people who, you know... Help each this, other. Help each other, have the same interests. And that's one of the arguments that... Have an ideological interest and an interest in enriching themselves. Yeah, I mean... Primarily. You know... Well, like, going back to, like, the nepotism video, like... Um, makes me think of that, like, so so much of the problem isn't what we'd think of as, like, quid pro quo influence. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's no indication that, like, say, Clarence Thomas went on a luxury fishing vacation uh, and that, um, you know, was asked by interest... Specifically. You, specifically, can you rule in our favor? Mm-hmm. But he did then rule on cases, uh, on a lot of cases that had to do with real estate law, which did directly benefit his friend who paid for all this stuff, um, who also, like, paid for, like, his nephew that he's raising as a son to go to a private school. Yeah. Um, you know, it... Yeah, it's kind of like, I think it can be, can be difficult to sort of envision it because it's all, you know, just people on the golf course, people talking. Like, if you were to make a film of it, it's not dramatic at all. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not enough car chases. But, Like, I think a really good way to sort of understand how it works is, like, look at a Mafia film. Like, we watched Goodfellas recently. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a specific example, but, you know, it's... So-and-so's got a problem. We're the Mafia. We'll help. And then they'll help us. I don't know what... I don't have a specific thing I want them to help us with. It's not a direct trade, but, like, you'll owe us one. Yeah, you know, in five years' time, maybe you'll be in a position where you can help us. Maybe it won't even be illegal. Yeah, and or maybe it's, you know, probably I imagine the argument that one of the arguments that somebody would make is that, um, well, you know, I'm like, I'm Alito, like I'm friends with Leonard Leo because mm-hmm. we have similar, we care about the same things. We have the same conservative values. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have the same feelings about tax code, about whatever it is. So, yeah, of course we get along, and of course I'd want to, you know, I'm fighting for things that I care about, he fights for things that he cares about, and yeah. they're just unrelated. Mm-hmm. But then why not pay for your own luxury fishing vacation? Why take a trip on, you know, private jets for free? Um, and didn't Alito say, like, well, uh, I didn't actually have to declare the ride on the private jet because it was just an empty seat? I don't know if he said he didn't have to declare it, but he argued it wasn't, you know, there was no, like, monetary value attached to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. spurious, obviously. Yeah, and the same with um, Thomas. Um, some of the trips that he went on, like the flights alone, I want to say there was one, I might be confusing it, but I want to say there was one where he took to Alaska um, as well for like a luxury fishing thing, and the actual flight alone was valued at like $100,000 one way on a private jet. Yeah, um, I'll just walk. Yeah, yeah so, it, you know, if... You're just hanging out with friends, then why are they paying for things for you? Why are they paying for your child's education? Why are they paying for private chefs on your super yacht? Mm-hmm. Can't they just pay their own way? And then it's not, you know, anything to be concerned about? I don't know about being, like, a beat cop, but I definitely know in, like, state police in America, maybe not everywhere, and definitely, like, in the FBI, they say to you when you join, like, you cannot associate with criminals. Like, if you have a brother who 
you know, is not a criminal now, but like went to jail when he was 20 for dealing weed, mm -hmm. can't associate. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not that strict, but like that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And there's an element of sacrifice. Like I am in this position of power and it, it should be the same for justices, like, I don't think there should be rules of, like, you're a Supreme Court justice, you can't be friends with certain people. Yeah. But, like, for God's sake, like, don't, you know, sacrifice that, because what you're doing is more important than being friends with a billionaire and going on a fucking fishing trip. Yeah, or, like, you know, or, like, say I have a friend um, mm -hmm. who... Uh, Let's imagine. Make, paints me a por paints me portraits of myself and helps me um, create statues to my seven foot tall statues to my childhood favorite teacher. And his name's um, Leonardo. And yeah, yeah. yeah um, Could you give me a bit of a bigger penis? To be honest, I like the way you've made my pecs, Leonardo. But yeah, yeah. yeah um, just put a little flower on it. It just. Uh, I think that the average person would find it hard to separate stuff like that. You know, buying gifts is one thing, and then, like, sucking their dick in public is also, like, another thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever had a friend who's quite, quite a bit more wealthy than you? Mm. You have? Mm. Did you find that they ended up paying for things? No. Right, okay. No. Okay. Um, well, that's good. That's healthy, I suppose. Yeah. So I had a wealthier friend who was also my employer. Mm -hmm. And I mean, maybe that was more to do with it, but it was definitely like, oh no, I'll pay for anything. I know how I know how little I pay you. Mm -hmm. You want to come to the movies with me? Yeah. Me and you know someone else who's like a mutual friend. You know, I'll pay for your ticket. But there was yeah. always there's always like an element of like owing. Yeah, I think know. it's kind of natural to feel that way. I know and do also, that again. yeah, I mean, it could even be subconscious. You know, just like you have positive feelings about that person because they do nice things for you. You know, I think that we're all susceptible to um, having more positive views of people who are nice to us, you know. I think it was telling that in Leonardo Leo's um, response to ProPublica about this is an attempt to get a woke billionaire mm -hmm. to funnel dark money against the Supreme Court. I think it was telling that he only sees influence as belonging to the wealthy, the very wealthy. Like, he's not saying, like, this is just to make people angry about the Supreme Court. Like, mm -hmm. he he doesn't care. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, you might piss off another rich person who does have the resources to challenge me. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, yeah. But, yeah, if you piss off, you know, 25% of the, the electorate, fuck them, what are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it probably is like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's a real threat. Um, yeah. But it's also telling that, you know, um, I mean, Leonard, Leo isn't like coming out talking about how much dark money he sends places, you know. Yeah, um, $80 million to Republican causes over the last 10 years, mm -hmm. reported. Yeah. Um, so who knows what else? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, things aren't always direct, you know, like, um, sorry that the name still escapes me, the Clarence Thomas's friend. Mm -hmm. uh, the billionaire friend, real estate mogul. I'll put the link to the articles in the mm -hmm. description. It's worth a read, both of them. Mm -hmm. Should um, we give him a name? Uh, sure, give him a name. I can't remember what it is. It's something banal. Uh, okay, then Chumley Jones. Okay, so uh, Chumley Jones. <laughs> I gotta remember what I was gonna say because that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Chumley. <laughs> I give the best I can do is five bucks. 
Um, he's a sharp one, that Chumley. Yeah. He's got his um, whole pattern. Yeah, well, don't make me start talking about porn stars. No, oh, yeah. Let's just pause for a moment, and then we could possibly diverge. Um, <coughs> yeah. Like, um, so Clarence Thomas's wife, Guinea Thomas, uh-huh. um, founded a Tea Party group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and she was obviously involved with the January 6th stuff. Um, and she was texting uh, people egging it on, like oh yeah, that's like a whole senior other thing. Yes. Poli- yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, Chumley donated half a million dollars to this found this founder this fund mm-hmm. um, that she's the founder of and makes one hundred twenty thousand dollars salary on. Um, yeah. How can you think that that doesn't influence somebody in some way? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if it is, I mean, I think isn't that what ethics laws are for? Not even just like to prevent, like quid pro quo sort of you know, mm-hmm. d- just straightforward bribery, but also just to address, like, the appearance of malfeasance, you know, and, like, the opportunity for ethics violations to occur. Am I wrong in this? No, uh, I think that when you get to, like, the Supreme Court level, like, again, especially, you know, it's a lifetime appointment. You're one of the most important people in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably really, like, in the top 500 people in terms of the impact you can have in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I think appearances do matter. Yeah. You know, you, you don't just need to have a clean, honest, just, impartial Supreme Court. You need the appearance of that too, because it all rests, being a democracy, on the faith of the people. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's just dangerous because it's corrupt, and it's obviously all balanced for business and money-making. Uh, I definitely don't think this should happen, but there is an opportunity here for some shrewd, well-placed person to say, look, the Supreme Court has been compromised. The Federalist Society is running a shadow government, or trying to. Mm. They've already got the FBI. So they've got law enforcement. So what that means is the people who have to handle it, the intelligence community, some very, very fun three-letter organizations. Mm -hmm. And because it's a, a national security effort, we don't have to get warrants mm-hmm. yeah. for wiretaps. Yeah. We, there's been a national emergency. The Supreme Court has compromised. We've removed them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think that will happen, but there is an opportunity, and, you know, who would yeah. do it? But there is an opportunity for a malevolent actor to seize on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, try and, I don't know if it would be a coup, but a judicial coup. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um... And I think the sad truth is that the core of what we're talking about here, like separated from the Supreme Court, is just the way money and power can influence people on either side of the aisle, you know. Um, like, I don't know, what is it? Just like people don't want to just do the right thing. Like, I'll, I'll do the right thing according to what I think and also, you know, make a little bit of money off of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just sounding like yelling at clouds now, but surely somebody wants to just actually do the right thing, you know? I guess not. (laughs) I mean, my other thing I'll say is that, you know, I want to make it clear, like, from my end, just the fact that we're talking about, like, these two conservative justices isn't important to me. Like, if... That they're conservative. Yeah, if Kagan or Sotomayor are doing this shit, you know, if Ginsburg had done this shit, I want to know. Yeah. Because that's corrosive to the entirety of the court system. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, totally. So, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I um. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's appalling and dangerous, and the only thing that sort of uh, gives me hope rather than reform is you don't buy power, and I think a big mistake people fall for is they think they can. You can only rent it, you know, and all it takes is a billionaire dying of, you know, just natural causes. I mean, uh, I can't remember, was it Paul Singer or Leonard Leo just received a $1.4 billion donation from a 91-year-old? Mm. All it takes is someone like that, some sugar daddy dying mm -hmm. or, or changing their mind and things can go very differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get you. You know, I mean, I kind of, I, I'm hopeful that, you know, we're just one generation of old farts dying of old age before we can get some, you know, just reform, not even like ideological reform, just reform in term, terms of, like, we have to keep the courts clean. Yeah, I mean, I do think the long-term course of history, you know, things trend overall toward progress, but who knows what kind of bumps are in the way. Until they do don't. I mean? Yeah, until they don't, yeah. Um, until somebody else rises into the same position and does the cabaret, same thing. On cabaret, on cabaret, on cabaret. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, well, what are some actual reforms that might help? Um, I mean, I've read... Get out of here, Hollywood! <laughs> Undercover. Don't say it. From McMillions. <laughs> no. I know, I'm just saying don't say that thing that you say. No, he wants to go undercover all the time. I'm saying I put know. McMillions under there. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court will be dazzled. Undercover. Under Yeah. By yeah. his golden suit. Yeah, so yeah, he goes in, in a golden suit and becomes a Supreme Court justice. And they're like, well, we weren't going to hear any of this, but he's wearing a golden suit. And he's like, they think it's gold. I told them it was yeah. gold, they think it's gold. Yeah. If you haven't seen McMillions, it? uh, it's kind of boring, some of it, but the parts featuring that FBI agent who, it's about uncovering it's the big McDonald's um, Monopoly, Monopoly scam. scam that was going on for years. And there's this one FBI agent in Florida who is hilarious. Yeah, and um, desperate to go about. undercover. And all he talks about is he wants to go undercover. He's like the least What if I do person. an accent? He's like really <laughs> like, memorable. Yeah. So, yeah, he's very memorable, yeah. Anytime he's on screen. How yeah. would you, okay, so how, what would you do? I mean, I came up before with uh, the College of Justice Yeah, that in, is, a, in that, Alaska. That is something that, um, yeah, that has been proposed. They will live together as, um, yeah. in a castle. Yeah, just instead of having lifetime appointments for Supreme Court justices, um, some people have you know, suggested you could do like a rotating series of federal judges, you know, for like set periods of time, you know, like a pool of however many hundred federal judges and you just like rotate out. So there isn't any, you know, lifetime group of arbiters of our fates. Um, do you think it's weird that the same nine people talk, you know, have to work out like really detailed financial litigation about like Argentina owing 2.4 billion dollars and then have to go and talk about uh, like Roe v Wade and then have to talk about like stand your ground uh, like mm -hmm. couldn't you have like the Supreme Court Justice of family affairs of family law yeah. the Supreme Court Justice of international law the Supreme Court saying, Justice yeah. of well when the Supreme Court was you know kind of designed yeah. Uh, I guess things just weren't that fucking complicated, you know. That would be two sheep for you and one sheep for you, and I won't hear any of it, okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's how they I'm going back to, to my farm language. in Virginia now. Yep. Until next term. Yep. Yeah. Take a sleeve on your way out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you yep. do American. That's funny.
No taxation without representation, I'll tell thee now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Um see I mean Slaves for all though. Yeah. Get that woman out of my sight. Um I went to Saudi Arabia last year and found a burger. Mm -hmm. What else you Oh got? land of liberty. What? Supreme okay, how else? How else? Um yeah, getting rid of I mean imposing term limits. Um yes, the superhero college of justices as you suggested um I no mean, no no I, I i don't think they'd be superheroes they'd basically be in a gilded cage mm -hmm. you know obs observation at all times you know mm -hmm. you want to be a justice this is what you're signing up to it's an honor you will be under surveillance at all times cameras everywhere will be monitoring your blood pressure will be look everything you look at will be like why did they look at that mm -hmm. Yeah. What For, else? Forget about your bank accounts, right? This is a food stamp. <laughs> right? It's still like a banquet. It's still nice. It's like a Skyrim-esque banquet every day. Skyrim-esque banquet. So yeah. there's like ten food items, but lots of them. Wheel of cheese. This is Karen Thomas leg. eating like a chicken and a wheel of cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another... A possible thing would be to have like some institute a sort of independent ethics board. But then who oversees them? Congress. But then who oversees them? The Supreme Court Justice is all a big circle. Uh, it's supposed to be us who oversees them. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and you. Yeah, all of us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, so they yeah. love that. If I just came in with a clipboard. Yeah. I'm just making sure everything's running okay. Yeah. You got a little bit of shit there. MTG. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I mean, not being a lawyer or having any kind of expertise in this area, I I don't really know how plausible some of those solutions are, big term, but I think that something should prevent um, the people who are, like, in charge of, like, a lot of important facets of our lives. Um, they should be held to some, you know, held to some kind of standard about um, receiving gifts from friends. Yeah. You know. I mean if you're if your local like I actually think um, that like you... police commissioner commissioner can't take uh or something, you know, can't yeah. take gifts from people without disclosing it at least. Like can't take anything over fifty dollars worth. Yeah, and like for, for the yeah. Supreme Court it's like over like four hundred something right. dollars. Um So you're just like giving him bottles of Svedka all the time. Svedka. Yeah. 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 Premium. Um have some cigarettes. I think you actually came up with it. I don't think it would be too hard of a stretch to have a pool of like 200 people and then you could just put all those names in a tombola. Mm -hmm. Like the people ruling on this will be, oh, Clive. Fuck, he's an idiot. Well, <laughs> the tombola decided. Yeah. Yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, moving on. Moving on, done. sure. Yeah, I think so. Sorry, I'm sniffly today. My neighbor was mowing the lawn for like three hours earlier and it's... Filled my brain. Well, thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, sounds like there it is again. Yeah. Anyway, um, should we move on to Barry? Sure. Sure. Barry. What's Barry? Okay, Barry is a TV show. It's a four-series TV show on HBO, starring Bill Hader as a uh, Iraq War, Afghanistan War veteran who uh, goes to LA on a hit and discovers he possibly loves acting. Yeah, he was a Marine in Afghanistan, Yeah, did some unsavory things while he was there, 
got, I guess, discharged, came back, and then became a hitman, basically, for his buddy, um, Buddy slash uncle? Yeah, like, they, he's described him as, like, close family friend or something, yeah. Maybe yeah. his uncle. Milton, who are you going to say? Milton. Stephen Root. Is it Stephen mm -hmm. Root? Stephen Root, that's Stephen right. Root. Yeah. Milton yeah. from Office Space. Yes. Um, and, um, yeah, he uh, goes on a hit for Milton um, and follows the mark into an acting class um, run by Henry Winkler. Yeah. Um, Gene is the character's name. Mm -hmm. And falls, thinks he falls in love with acting. Yeah. Um, and then has to kind of reconcile his desire to become an actor and having a crush on a girl in his class with also being a hitman. Yeah. Um, which he kind of tries to get out of mm -hmm. at various points and always gets sucked back in. Yeah, and he... That's kind of a non-spoiler. Essentially situation. ruins everyone's lives. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Um, we determined that he was basically Toki um, from Death Clock. He's the... The angel like, of death. The angel of death, yeah. Like, even when he's not trying to hurt anybody, people just end up dying around him. Uh, so it sounds like a sitcom, but it's not. It's more in the same vein, I'd say, as Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, where there is a story and there is progression. Mm -hmm. And did you like it? I did like it, yeah. I yeah. didn't love it, but yeah. I liked it. I mean, I watched the whole thing, so, you know, and it wasn't a hate watch by any means. I was interested, yeah. you know, the episodes are only like 30 minutes long, yep. as I recall, so it does feel like it moves pretty quickly. It did and move things, quickly. things do happen every episode. Yep. Um... And, yeah, did you like it? I did like it. Uh, I thought the acting was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought especially the action scenes were, like, some of the best action scenes I've seen on TV. They were, like, some of the best action scenes I've seen on movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess in, usually understood. Yeah, sorry? I was just going to say, I guess in spoiler talk we can talk about some of those. Yeah, I mean, I won't spoil anything, just, like, they're often understated, mm -hmm. but very... Um, no, I mean, they're not always super realistic, but they, they feel cathartic and weighty yeah and they're and they're also like relatively simple to the point of being believable yes you know, but also having like some intensity to them and yeah i thought the action was some of the best parts as well very well done yeah um yeah yeah and i love the characters um we love noho hank noho hank is probably my favorite who's he um, played by uh what was his name he's is it Gregory something? I looked at it earlier. This is the only person whose name I cannot remember. Okay. But, and Which is a shame because he's great. He okay. was one of the best. Well done, um, Chumley Jones. I can look it up. My phone's right there. No. Okay. Well done, Chumley. Everybody's uh, Chumley. He now. was great. Um, they were all great. I, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Anything else to say about it? In terms of non-spoilers. Um, what do you want to just... Spoilers? Uh, yeah, okay. Spoilers. Okay. Go on sure. then. What... Um, yeah, so, well... First of all, I think that it, something it did really well was it is a very funny show. Some yeah. very funny characters. With some very serious and moments. There's also some very serious moments and the, like the general storylines are like fairly serious. Uh -huh. And it really rides that line in a way that I think was really commendable. Um, I think it's hard to do that. Um, to have like something that has great action scenes and genu like genuinely tense moments um, and moments where you're like, yeah, Barry. Kill him, you yeah. know, and also make you laugh a lot. Yeah. And I think that's kind of difficult to do that without, um, like, falling too hard into one one genre or another mm -hmm. and, like, disrupting the flow of it. Does that make sense? Yes. 
Uh, I think it did that really well. There weren't any spoilers in there. Yeah, well damn, alright. Spoilers start now. Okay, spoilers start now. If you are watching on YouTube, I guess you'll put a chapter when we stop spoiling things. I will. I think, um, you know, I was thinking about it and uh, I, I did like it and it takes a very, I wouldn't say weird turn, but it takes an unexpected turn in the last season where we jump ahead in time by quite a while. Like eight years. And Barry, I mean, he changes a bit, mm -hmm. um, but he's way less likable Yeah. In, in, in the second half of the fourth season. Would you agree with that? Um, yes. And it's kind of clear, I mean, it's, I think it was kind of clear from the beginning, like, oh, I wonder how they'll end this, they'll, they'll probably kill Barry. Yeah, it's not going to end well for Barry. I, we both predicted. Yeah, yeah and it doesn't. And it, it does end in a very unexpected way, where mm -hmm. uh, Barry is killed by Jean. Mm -hmm. And then there is a, you know, it basically ends with Barry's son watching a Netflix show, which shows Barry to be a hero. Yeah. Murdered by Jean, which didn't happen. And Jean is in prison then. And Jean and, is still in prison. And throughout the show, Jean is like, you know, not a bad person. I mean, you know, and had nothing he's a to dickhead. Do with, yeah, I mean, what happens? A recovering there's, dickhead. There's a series of murders throughout the first yeah um, three seasons that kind of escalate. Yeah. And um, Jean, his acting coach, mm -hmm. um, like falls in love with this detective lady who's working on a murder case that mm -hmm. she was investigating at the acting school, school that Barry did. That Barry did. That Barry did. Um, and then she finds out, was it the end of season? One. Was it one? Where she's killed. Yeah. yeah. She discovers um, that it was Barry, mm -hmm. like in the last episode. And he kills her. And he kills her. Um, so then, yeah. A series of murders that um, that all escalate into Barry, like the you know the police seem like they're hot on his tail sometimes, and then they back off, and it's not sure. So he ends up disappearing with um, what was her name, Sally, Sally from his acting class, yeah. who he falls in love with, um, who seems to like him, but also is obsessed with like becoming a famous actor more than anything. And fourth, yeah, like about halfway through the last season, they disappear yeah. to like bumfuck Utah or something. Yeah. Um, and like try to live a normal life with their son they have for mm -hmm. the next eight years. Um, very weird turn um, to do like that big of a time jump. Uh, but I did not dislike it. It was unexpected. So I guess it wasn't, an, it was genuinely an unexpected ending, not the death of Barry, but like the way it did it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like the point of it was, you know, these things just happen. Mm -hmm. Kind of uh, adaptation style. Like, I want to write a story where no one learns anything. Mm -hmm. Kind of, people change and things, but it's just kind of like, this is something that happened that we made yeah. up. And I'm not really criticizing it for like doing that, but it did leave me a bit cold. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it obviously is a bit fantastical. It's an absurd-ish world where get Barry is getting away with these things that he would never get away with. Yeah. Like, he crashes his car, like, every episode. Yeah. Like, a cop is going to pull you over if you are driving around L.A. with, like, a car that's obviously been in a car crash with, like, mm -hmm. a bullet hole in the window. Mm -hmm. Things like that. And um, I guess there are holes... If you think about it, like, purely logically, like, mm -hmm. there are so many people who Barry left alive who ID'd him. 
Yeah. There's that little girl. Witness that karate, karate person. Like, did the did none of those people come forward with Jean going to jail to say, Barry shot my friend? Yeah, it wasn't Jean. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, there were loads of people who yeah. had ID'd Barry. Yeah, it is. It is a bit, and that's where I think it. There's times where it leads kind of into, into absurdism. Yeah. Almost. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are logical problems, but overall, it worked for me. You definitely get the sense that thing like events just keep snowballing. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that was more of a choice mm-hmm. than like a logical whole. Yeah. Um, uh, and I guess another thing, which again isn't a mistake or anything, but it, you know, Barry is quite stupid. Mm-hmm. Barry's quite a stupid psychopath. Yeah. And there were I, a lot of moments where you're like, "What are you doing, Barry? What are you doing, Barry? Kill that person, Barry." Yeah. Yeah. And um, I see what they're trying to do, like make it like he's struggling with that side of himself. He doesn't want to be a killer, but he's very good at it and finds himself kind of in these situations from his own choices and sometimes just randomly. Um, but it was also a little bit frustrating that he's so good as an assassin yeah. in some setups and then makes really dumb choices in other places. So, mm. I mean, I think in the first season there's at least two times where the exact same thing happens. Someone can't aim at him with a rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like he's sitting there and in the first season the Chechens are shooting at him through the window and they miss like three times before he like is like, oh these are bullet holes. Yeah. So like thank yeah. god no one can shoot. Yeah, there's except that, Barry. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. you I mean know. to be fair that was Noho Hank who is kind of ridiculous anyway. Shooting yeah, through the window. Yeah, but he time. wasn't shooting, it was the other guy, the, other the guy, guy in the slings, and the first yeah. time it was top Chechen assassin. Mm-hmm. At the top of the car, and there's a, you know, Barry's very lucky, really. Yeah. He's got ten in luck. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, and yeah, just some of the action sequences. Very yeah, good. Yeah, very good. Um, like I said, very simple. Like, there's one that's, you know, he's on a motorcycle being chased by... Was it the Bolivians? I can't remember. No, it was just some random... Some random, some randies. Motorbikers, um, and he might have killed one Yeah, who were, like, chasing him through Maybe traffic not. on the freeway, and he's, like, riding between these long lines of stopped traffic cars. Yeah. And the way that it's done behind him, like, it's super simple, but, like, it feels like there's threat. And you like, get the, the sound. Whole, yeah, and the whole time you're watching, I kept, like, waiting for a car door to open. Yeah. Or somebody just lean out their car, like, it feels dangerous. Yeah. Um, and then the end of that sequence was really fun as well, where... They end up at like a used car lot, and um, the like Barry crashes his motorcycle, runs into, into the this car into the car lot, and then one of the Randys shooting him with a machine gun on a motorcycle, like rides up some stuff to get on top of the building um, of this car lot, and then just starts like firing at people below. And it's all like one clean, smooth thing, and then the camera just stays there yes. while you watch people screaming, and then someone comes out with a shotgun, shoots them, and it's all smooth. Like I think a a less confident action scene would feature like, like twenty cuts there, you know. I mean, we rewatched that bit like three times. Like, yeah, that was really well done. That was really well done. He's yeah. on the roof. He's on the roof. Yeah, that was convincing. Um, and in the first season, um, we also rewatched several times the bit where um, Barry uh, is approached by some baddies in a car who are like getting ready to shoot him, and again, like kind of one kind of smooth shot with Barry in front, and he just takes all of them out, and it's very quick. Um, and it's believable. And it's believable, and it just hangs there on that shot. Um, it's Yeah, it's simple and believable. Nobody's doing, you know, 
kung fu. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, even the bit where he has a martial arts fight with mm -hmm. a taekwondo med like Olympic medalist. <laughs> yes. Um, that's done very well. It yeah. feels really real. It feels like there's threat. Um, yeah. You know, they're getting out of breath. They seem like yeah. they you know, are actually in pain while it's going on. And it manages to look not at all choreographed, and obviously it is, but, it, but Barry isn't a taekwondo expert, so it's yeah. not like they're both doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not dance-like. Hayugan. Yeah. Um, it's not like, dance-like. There's some actual threat, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was done really well, too. Yeah. The only exception with the action, like, I did feel with the... After he has this fight with the taekwondo, like, Olympic champion, mm -hmm. the guy's daughter comes home and, in a very funny scene, like, sees this, runs off, and Barry's like, where are you, little girl? It's not your relative? After she yells, Dad! Daddy, yeah. <laughs> when she comes in the house. Yeah. Very funny. Is that your relative? Is that your relative? And then she comes out in like her taekwondo outfit. And I felt that that fight was a little bit ridiculous. Where she's like, you know, doing like jet leaves shit. Yeah. Like jumping off of bookcases and flying. But it was also funny. Yes. You know, in that little bit of kind of unrealistic fighting. So it was amusing. Yeah. 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 We got some strings left untied. With Sam mm -hmm. and some other things. Mm -hmm. We never saw that little girl again. Yeah. Did she testify? Yeah, there were elements where certain um, like story threads just kind of go away a little bit. And yet, despite that, it was so much better than any, definitely any original, but yeah, any ori yeah, I'd say any original series on Netflix. Yeah, maybe not that. HBO. Uh, sorry, maybe not Better Call Saul. Um, but that was originally AMC, or at least Breaking Bad was. Well, anyway, mm -hmm. the last thing I wanted to say was Streamberry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Streamberry. Um, is this universe's Netflix. It even has the same, like, title screen, and dun-dun. Yeah. Obviously, you should have called it Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what did you think about that? Because it, it was only like then I suddenly realized like, oh, I'm not watching Netflix, am I? I'm watching HBO. Because mm -hmm. originally I was like, God, Netflix, how lazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no, it was actually kind of cutting. It was toward the end where I was like, oh yeah, we're watching this on HBO. That's funny. It was like a fuck you to Netflix, right? Yeah. Because they portray it, this, this streaming company that Barry's girlfriend, Sally, mm -hmm. uh, you know, tries to go and work for. They portrayed it as... Yeah. Uh, Incompetent. Yeah, like um, um, her show gets cancelled like immediately because even though it's got like a ninety-eight percent, it's got like a ninety-eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But the algorithm says people aren't interested. After and, twelve like, hours. After like twelve hours, yeah, maybe even less, like a few hours. And the after. creative director or whoever she is is just like, uh... yeah. And then it's really funny when she, yeah, Sally comes back and tells Barry that the show's cancelled, and he's like, "Well, do you know where she lives?" <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, she's like, what would you do? I don't know. He's like, well, I don't know. Just mess with her. I'd go to her house and take a picture of her when she's sleeping and then put it in her mailbox. I'd uh, replace her dog with a slightly different dog. Um, replace all the furniture with slightly bigger furniture in her house as she thinks she's shrinking. It is very funny. Like, he's a psycho. It's amusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <coughs> breaking into someone's house and taking your picture of it is one thing, but like, the logistics of bigger furniture. Like, first you're gonna have to break in and measure it. Yeah. Then you're gonna have to go somewhere specialist 
to get it bigger. Then you're gonna have to get it delivered while she's not there. And move it inside. And move it yeah. inside, and, and then you're gonna have to get rid of the old furniture. Yeah, just nonsense, yeah, but, but you can totally believe him that, like, he could definitely try and work that out, or would. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be better just to like break in and just like drink like three quarters of a milk. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. Yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, rides that line well of kind of just straight up comedy, some dark comedy. Mm -hmm. you know, Noho Hank is just like straight up comedy. Yeah, um, that but once so feeling real and you, you real like and him, you even like though him. he's a terrible gangster. Yeah, I wanted everything to work out for him in yeah. the end. He seems nice. Yeah, and obviously... Mm -hmm. um, Stephen Root's character, Fuchs. I'm waiting for a spin-off. Yeah. I'm waiting for family Fuchs. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good too. When he comes out of prison and he's like covered in tattoos and... Yeah, very funny. Yeah. You call him calling himself the Raven. Yeah, shows up to Hank's new office. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Hank. Poor Hank. Where he's talking to... What was the guy's name? His lover. Um, Cristobal. Cristobal, yeah. After they get back together, after he's like rescued Cristobal, um, in like a really funny sequence. Hor what the horrific sense? The horrific, um, the lion in the other room. Oh yeah. Like, tearing oh god, apart. yeah. The lion in and the Noho other room. And Noho Hank, like it's a long sequence of him yeah. just like listening to this. Um, yeah, but after they get back together, and uh, Cristobal's like, "You kill some of my friends." <laughs> no, Hank's like, you kill some of my friends. It's not important. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, good. Yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't love, love it, but yeah. I, I liked it. And I, I, I would watch it again at some point. Yeah, I'd watch it again at some point. Oh, you would? Yeah. Um, you know what I really like about it? That it has an ending. Yeah. You know? As confusing as an ending might be, Yeah. it is definitely an ending. It's an ending, and, you know, it's four seasons... You know, it was like eight episodes each season, like 30 minutes long. So yeah. it doesn't feel like really stretched out. There is like some random stuff that happens, but it like adds to the flavor of it. There's never just felt. pure filler. Yeah, exactly. Like Fubar. Like Fubar. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Every time that Barry got pissed at somebody, you know, and it does that like wind noise and he's just staring. Like, you know. I enjoyed that because it tr started training me to think like, all right, this is, you know, it's funny. And also like Barry's going to go kill some fuckers. Yeah. And it was fun. Good. Anything yeah. else? No, I don't know what else I have to say about that. I did enjoy it. All right. Um, yeah. What should we talk about next? Yeah, what should we talk about next? Well, we mentioned um, Titanic implosions. Yep. You know, there was a sub, as you probably know, yeah. there was a private submarine that went down to see the Titanic with five people on board mm -hmm. and um, catastrophic failure and uh, everyone died. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why was it that there was catastrophic failure? Because they didn't build it right, mm -hmm. potentially. Yeah. And it was like... built of carbon fiber, which there's been video doing the rounds of the CEO saying, everyone told me not to use carbon fiber. Submarines aren't made of carbon fiber and titanium, but I used it. And... All the comments on the on the um, different news articles I saw were people saying, I'm an engineer and carbon fiber has a pretty good tensile capacity, but a pretty poor crush capacity. It's like completely inappropriate for a submarine. Mm. They'd used the submarine before and it worked. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean, James Cameron works this shit out. 
Well, yeah, I mean, this submarine apparently had a window uh, certified to 1,300 metres, but they were going to 4,000 metres. Mm -hmm. People have said, like, maybe they should have had, like, if not a better controller than a Logitech 2010 controller, mm -hmm. which has, like, Wi-Fi issues, which you can historically read about, apparently. Yeah. Maybe have a backup. Maybe have a branded Sony one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Like an Atari Joy-Con. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what were they saying about, like, the like head of safety at the submarine company? He resigned, or maybe he was fired in 2018. Maybe he resigned, fired in 2018 because he refused to certify it because the windows weren't up to spec. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or specifically, they, they didn't want... The manufacturer only guaranteed it to 1,300 meters. Yeah, yeah and, they couldn't, yeah. He wouldn't sign off on it being able to go to that crush depth because it wasn't certified for that. Yeah, and for it. with these things, as I understand it, there's a safety factor on different things, which mm -hmm. basically means that if you expect something to go to 2,000 meters, you've actually got to go with a safety factor, which is usually 2.5 from what I understand. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted something to go to a crush depth of 2,000 meters, you actually have to manufacture it to be able to go to four and a half mm -hmm. because there are all sorts of, you know, factors we just can't even know to consider. Yeah. So, um, I mean, even with a safety factor of 2.5, that's not hitting 4,000. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um... Oh dear. Yeah, and the indeed. CEO who, you know, potentially, probably was responsible for this was one of the passengers who yeah. who died. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, do you have anything to say about it other than would you go into a submarine and go... <laughs> no? <laughs> you go first. I mean, I would. Of course you would, you're crazy. I wouldn't pay for it. If someone was like, do you want a free ride? I'll be like, I do want a free ride because then... When I'm a justice, I can be like, it was free. Empty, yeah. se empty seat on that submarine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Every time they went down, even though it was for profit and they were charging everyone 250 grand, they said that they had to have a research mission. Mm -hmm. What could that be? Yeah. Still there. <laughs> yeah, right. Man, yeah. There's a, you know, compared to like 30 years ago, there's a bit more degradation. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a bit more barnacle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'll have to say about it. I'm just obviously, you know, like Twitter, social media was a light talking about this. Um, you had, you know, people talking about, oh, it's crazy that everyone's talking about this submarine with a few rich people versus, you know, this boat capsized off Greece where hundreds of migrants died or something. And then other people say, you know, then the media gets to put out articles saying it's very cruel that people would think that, that, you know, it's a good mm -hmm. thing to wish for death of these rich people, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. And I mean, just the media circus that you'd expect, basically. I mean, I guess that obviously, you know, yeah, way more people die in tragedies all the time than five mm -hmm. people in the submersible. And there should be more coverage of Greek migrant boats. Mm -hmm. or migrant boats to Greece, capsizing and killing, like, hundreds of people. But, you know, a million deaths is a statistic, and one death mm -hmm. is a tragedy. You yeah. know said that? Mm -hmm. Paul Weller. Yeah. No, Stalin. 
But it makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you yeah. know. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, it was a unique thing. Like, Very unique. I mean, if it was um, a submarine full of like non-rich people, yeah. I mean, still be in the news. I agree, and I certainly think that some people also kind of found the sort of irony of the situation interesting. You know, they were going to down to look at the Titanic, a boat that sank because people were warned that it wasn't really up to snuff, and then the same thing happens with the sub that's going down to see the Titanic. I don't think the Titanic was not up to snuff. No, I thought that they used like, um, they didn't use like the proper metal for like some of the bolts and stuff like that. Really? Like, they they okay. went cheap. Let's look, I thought I heard that somewhere, but... But would that have made a difference? I mean, surely your problem was driving into a fucking iceberg. Yeah. Um, sausage. Yeah, clearly. Sausage. I don't know, I'll have to look into that. I thought I read that somewhere, but take that with a grain of salt, because I don't remember shit. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, if anything, you could say that... I, well, I, I don't know, maybe you're right, but the Titanic, the tragedy is really about... They didn't have enough lifeboats. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what to do. They because it was unsinkable. They, they didn't really prepare properly for an emergency situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas this was, you know, obviously unbelievably dangerous because you're going down to a, you know, 4,000 meters. Mm -hmm. And yeah, ironic, I suppose. And it yeah. was called the Titan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a meme going HMS around. HMS unimplodable. Um, there was a meme going around that was like a big timeline, and it was like deaths due to the Titanic. There's like a big spike, and then like a little <laughs> insensitive. It wasn't due to the Titanic. I know. It was due to, yeah. you know, someone cutting corners probably. Yeah. Perhaps. It didn't look like a great submarine to be in. No. I mean, I saw a side-by-side -side of the interior of the sub compared to the interior of James Cameron's sub. He's got like and a mini fridge with his roller colas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. No, I remember yeah. James Cameron's sub. It looked it like lo something out of Subnautica. It looked like something yeah. NASA had made. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this looked like something like Gary had made. You know, <laughs> you know, you make yeah. down a welding shop, but you can get it together. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, that was interesting just seeing you know. Like, don't get me wrong, it looked impressive, just like... Yeah, I can't do that shit. No. But, you know, I also would not be getting in there for anything in the world. I'd just... I'd just take them to a part of the sea which is, like, quite shallow. Just watch Discovery Channel. And just take, take them to a different... You know, like, <laughs> look at it, that's the Titanic. Yeah. It says HMS Callisto. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Titanic. And actually, you've just been sitting there in this boat, like... It's taken you... Like four hours to dive a hundred meters. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yep, yep, traveling at some speed now. And just put them in, yeah, just just put a TV screen on the wall and say it's a window. <laughs> you know, now we're heading down to the Titanic. That's how planes work, because that's, that's a whole fiction. <laughs> That'll be $250,000. Planes can't fly, it is just like literally people putting scenery next to the thing and then some people rocking the plane like, oh, I've got turbulence. The earth is flat. And then you get off and you're actually in the same place and yeah. people are like, morning, governor! Yeah. That'll fool him. We yeah. cannot let people know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anything else to say about that? Not really. Yeah. Um, yeah, not really. R.I.P. I saw, like, some dummies on Twitter talking about, already about there's a conspiracy theory because the Navy heard a banging noise. Mm -hmm. But... It's just nonsense, you know. 
I don't know. Right, okay. I don't know if I have anything else to say. Dead air. Fair um, enough. Yeah. What have um, we got next? Russia, Ukraine. Oh yeah, do a mention of that since we just yep. saw that today. Well, it's happening right now. Yeah. Um, so in, well actually in Russia, not in Ukraine, uh, there is a group called the Wagner Group. I'm sure most people have kind of come across it, but in case you haven't heard of it or you've forgotten, they're essentially a mercenary force that are pretty much historically, have pretty much historically been controlled by Russia. They're meant to be elite mercenaries. I think there's some question as to that. Um, and their numbers are kind of opaque too. Mm -hmm. But most of the little successes that the Russian military have had in Ukraine have been thanks to the Wagner Group. And they're run by a guy called Prigozhin. And yesterday, so what would that be, Friday, mm -hmm. the 23rd, uh, there was some sort of rebellion. The Financial Times is calling it an attempted coup. Uh, I've seen Reuters call it a coup-cum-revolt. Mm -hmm. Coup-cum-revolt. A cum-revolt. Don't start. <laughs> and um, they have, you know, they attempted to, from, again, what I understand, march on Moscow to the point where they loaded up some of their tanks. Be quiet, Vladimir. They loaded up some of their tanks onto the back of trucks, started driving them into Moscow, and the Rus a Russian army helicopter blew them up. Mm -hmm. So they, they've actually been fighting. Mm -hmm. The Wagner Group, Russian mercenaries, have been fighting the Russian armed forces, mm -hmm. briefly. And as of today, Saturday the 24th, they are, there's been some sort of deal with Lukashenko, who's the um, leader of, and more or less puppet of Putin, he's the leader of Belarus. Uh, he's brokered a deal where they're not going to march on Moscow now. Maybe they'll be given sanctuary in Belarus. Mm. It's kind of up in the air right now, and it, it looks like either the revolt failed or it was never meant to succeed. The stated intention of Progozin, who's the leader of this, was to remove disloyal and incompetent commanders, mm. like in Russian super super command, mm. supreme command. So he's he said. You know, he didn't say this specifically, but he said he's not going after Putin. He's going after the people who failed Putin. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe you just say that. But then Putin came out and said, basically, they're traitors. Mm. And then Prigozhin came out after that and said, the Russian president can't tell us what to do. We're the true sons of Russia. Mm. So I wonder, you know, we're probably not getting the full story right now. Yeah. Did Prigozhin think that he could march on Russia and he was expecting other people to come in who didn't it, that often works in coups some people will some people know it's going to happen and they're meant to say yep my troops are in too but then they don't for various reasons did that happen yeah one um idea i've had that i haven't seen floated elsewhere so maybe it's just completely bollocks i wonder if putin told him to do this hmm. to remove senior people near Putin who Putin would potentially like to remove, or at least could could say he would like to remove, but with the real intention of removing Prigozhin, mm. where, like, you pretend to have a coup, not against me, against the Russian deep state that's failing the Russian people. I'll, I'll give you all sorts of backing. I've got loads of friends who'll help you. That doesn't materialise, and then it's where do you go from here? Mm. Do you want a coup? 
do you want to continue a coup where I'll destroy you, or do you want to, you know, have a, a ceasefire and then, you know, I've kind, you know, you're not going to get another opportunity at this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. I mean, if they don't, if if he's not removed soon, mm -hmm. why wouldn't you remove him? Yeah, I get you. Um. Now you could yeah. say, why would Putin do that? Because it makes him and Russia look incredibly weak. But I don't think he cares. Mm -hmm. I think if he sees Prigozhin as a threat, he'd go after him. Mm -hmm. Prigozhin claimed that normal Russian claimed that this started when normal Russian army came into one of his camps and started killing Wagner. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a reaction to a kind of Knight of the Long Knives thing of Putin. Hmm. Yeah, right. But if I wanted to get rid of Prigozhin, I wouldn't send troops in to get rid of him. I'd carpet bomb him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Myself. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's developing, it's and probably by you what by the time you watch this, it will be out of date. But yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. You know, and you know, it really does make it look more and more like. They won't just lose, you know. I think at the beginning of the war, losing was Russia going, fuck, all right, we're going back. But I think now losing is them losing Crimea, which is Ukraine. Mm. And I think that is not out of the realms of possibility. Like, that's very rare, right, for you to invade someone and then get so badly beaten, you have to concede not your own territory, but territory you're claiming is your own territory, mm -hmm. territory that they definitely had captured, they could have just not invaded Ukraine and uh, and held Crimea, mm -hmm. right? It was, you know, sure, it's breaking international law, but mm -hmm. they could have hold, held it, and now maybe they can't. Yeah, right. I mean, that, talk about losing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll be keeping an eye on that. Yeah, I mean, by the time you see this, it may be over, but yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep, well, less serious... Uh, billionaire fight? Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Um, yeah. Uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are going to have a UFC cage fight. I a guess. UFC? Uh, yeah. What, UFC and was Ultimate Fighting Club? Is it? Is it? Ultimate, Ultimate Fighting Something. With a C. Championships? I don't know. Ultimate Fighting Crew. Ultimate Fighting Club. Yeah. yeah. Um, just talk that they may have versus a, the mega fight gang. A fight, um, a cage fight in Las Vegas, that would be on pay per view for a hundred dollars a pop, uh, and they predict that it could make a billion dollars, but they'll do it for charity. Um, right. So I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, who who floated the idea? It was Zuck, wasn't it? Um, see, some sources said that it was Zuckerberg's idea. Others said that Musk challenged him first. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so what were we thinking when we read about this? Uh, as me immediately, uh, I could hear uh, Diana's voice going in my ear, that is Elon Musk. Emerald Air, Automotive Titan, yada, yada, yada. And Mark Zuckerberg, robot. Yeah, yeah, he has an implant in his brain. Um... Yeah, no, what, what I first thought was uh, two tech billionaires 
tonight in one location, inches from each other. You know what to do, 47. <laughs> yeah. And like, how would that yeah. work? Or, like, lighting rigs? Yeah, or... it totally seems like a Hitman level. Yes. Yeah, like yes. a lighting rig, there, um, you could maybe... You could choke um, Zuckerberg, dress in his Lucha Libre mask. Yes. And then, pretend you know, do a quick time totally event. Totally different body type, but <laughs> yes. pretending that you're Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> He's like six foot tall suddenly, yeah. Yeah, and bald. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. Lucha Libre mask, Lucha Libre mask. Maybe, comes um, maybe a slot machine um, that you rig to shoot coins out across the room. What else do we come up with? Uh, Definitely. Um, blow dart in a big hot dog. Yep. Yep, blow dog in a big hot dog. Uh, definitely, you could have something with like a Tesla prototype suspended, mm -hmm. and do something where you mm -hmm. drop the winch and drop a Tesla on one of them. Yeah, uh, that's maybe yeah. maybe there's like a big Godzilla statue, like breathing fire behind them, and you just a big Godzilla statue. I don't know. That yeah. seems like something Hitman would do, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I suppose yeah. Or you could dress as like the mascot, and then when you're in the ring with them. You could definitely dress as the referee. Yeah. That would be good. That'd be good. And then... And yeah, then convince, right. you know, one of them, like, no, no, he's still free, and one of them chokes the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway... Yeah. Uh, Hitman is a fun game. That's what popped up. Hitman <laughs> yeah. is a fun... Hitman is well, a fun Well, you were game. playing it recently, so... Yeah, yeah I was. Of course. That's your yeah. natural first thought. Yeah, and e even with all those ironic things, still the best one is just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, throw the gun away, and then someone walks in like, I'm just, I was just, what's happened? Yeah. What's happened? Yeah. It's like, I know, it's always like, what's his name? I can't remember. 47. 40, 47. Yeah. It's always like, you know, sneak into a hospital, and he puts on like a nurse's costume, <laughs> and he's like a bald dude. The <laughs> really your, mean face. It's time for your shot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very fun. Yeah, I mean, there's there's times in it where you... Uh, can take on the persona of someone who isn't bald, and people will say, cool haircut. Yeah, like, right. That's yeah. all it takes. People are distracted by the baldness. Um, How many of these, those games do they make? Oh, like ten over the okay, years. I think I've like only that. played like two of them, so. Yeah. I want to say the first one and one of the sequels. Very absurd. Yeah. yeah I'm going to fight all these like elite, this elite unit, which is all women, and they're all dressed in PVC nurses' uniforms. Yeah. And none of them acknowledge that. Yeah. They're called the saints, which means they're dressed as nuns. Mm -hmm. N not nurses, nuns. Nuns, nuns. right, yeah. Well, who yeah. thinks nuns are sexy? Uh, there's something with a fetish for someone for a fetish for anything. Especially. Any of it, you know. There's somebody out there right now. Just, never mind. I've seen <laughs> sexier garbage men. Yeah, yeah. yeah fun, fun, silly-ass game. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So, uh, what is this about? Like, um, what? Why are they doing it for real? Like, well, just give us a billion um, dollars for charity, you fucking asshole! Do you need the? Do you don't need the publicity? Because they're attention whores, you know. And but Zuck they, doesn't seem as much. They've had beef for years, you know. So I don't want to say Zuck like I like the guy. No, I don't like either of them. But I mean, to be fair, Sugar Hill. Mark Zuckerberg is, you know, Elon Musk is like six foot five. I'm pretty sure, and Zuckerberg is like our size. Yeah, but, Seems a bit unfair. Yeah, but Elon Musk is a hunt, uh, is a husky 57-year-old gentleman. That's true. He does have, like, 20 years on Zuck. Whereas, so... like, Zuckerberg's like, pow, pow, yeah. I learnt this in Roman school. I like, think... I totally imagine Zuckerberg doing, like, a Tiger Woods thing and, like, getting loads of people to train him in a paintball house like, mm -hmm. and him being like, I'm a Marine now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A Bezos thing. Doesn't he do shit like that? 
Like, I'm training with the Marines today. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Imagine how fucking tempting that is if you're one of those Marines. <laughs> just like going back to Afghanistan and just like hearing Arthur's words because you've been recently playing Red Dead 2. Like, you want to be a rich man's toy? Mm-hmm. Take the shot. Take the shot. Mm-hmm. You enjoy all the killing, don't you? In a video game. In a video game. <laughs> That's what I'm referencing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, who would win? Who would win? Because you were saying um, Musk, huh? No, I mean, Musk has the size advantage, but the question to me is, who is crazier? Yeah. Quiet, quiet Tilda Swinton. Um, yeah, because I think that that's... I mean, I don't know much about you. Tilda Swinton but... is a more appropriate name for a white dog with, like, red eyes. Not mm. quite albino, but... Yeah. What's pink, a good name for dog? a orange-brown hyper-dog? Demerara. Demi Monday. Demi Monday. <laughs> like Demi Monday, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, who's gonna win? Um, Musk there, like. Okay. Musk will think it's a joke, and Zuckerberg will go in and sweep him. Alright, see, that's kind of where I was at. Like, just, you know, off the top of my head, have to give an answer, Zuck would win. Because I have a feeling that Zuck has more to prove and is more angry and would be more crazy depending on what kind of rules there are in the fight. Yeah, like, I think Musk would, you know, go into robot mode and just bah! And, I don't know. Yeah, you know, his... obviously being tall and um, a bit bulky, there's a physical advantage, but, like, some of those dudes, especially older dudes, like, if you watch them, they're quite awkward mm-hmm. to move. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, like, watching this really tall dude in Mexico play basketball and like he was so tall but he couldn't jump mm-hmm. he couldn't run like he yeah. was just sort of awkwardly built and Musk's a bit like that yeah yeah a- and he does not look like he's in good shape at all well um, no, no I mean no you know I mean for somebody you know like in terms of like being athletic you know so yeah I don't know I mean my bet would be on Zuck um you know I just think he's got more to prove he'd be more Hardcore. I think uh, being five foot one, I'd be at a disadvantage against both of them. But uh, like Musk, I think I, I could try and dance around him, mm-hmm. and people would be like, "Look at that! that is that is that Muhammad Ali? That that tiny white man?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah uh, you're I, I, I could possibly tire Musk out. Whereas... You're more built than Musk is. I'll say that. Looking at him, same height, but I don't know. No, Musk's six foot. Five. Or, sorry, not Musk, uh, Zuck. Zuck. Yeah. No, he, no he's got stringy strength. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta look out for that. Yeah. Um, stringy strength, yeah. Because size and strength aren't the same thing. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny that you say which one's crazier, because I bet, like, I, I'm not a fan of Elon Musk, but I bet you could go into the ring and just, like, do that, and then one of you would be like, well, fair enough, and be like, yeah, good. Like, I bet you wouldn't have to, like, hurt Elon, or Elon wouldn't have to hurt you for mm-hmm. it to be over. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Zuck, I think it'd be like, right, this is a fight to the death, and I'm going straight in for the solar plexus, mm-hmm. I'm going straight in for the cock and balls and the throat. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Who would win? Ah! Yeah. 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 Anywho, dead air. What if this makes Zuckerberg popular when he accidentally kills Elon Musk in the thing and you realize that 
what is it, the octagon, where they're going to do it. Like, it's just full of people going, Zuck! 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 He feasts on the blood of his prey! I imagine that um, in both of their minds, that's the scenario that they see it ending with for each of them. Whereas it's actually going to be full of influencers. Yeah. Who are like... Yeah. Oh. That's the world now, yeah. No, I, I want the <laughs> Ve like the Vegas crowd who are like bloodthirsty at boxing. Mm-hmm. And like putting yeah. like ten G's on it to be at the front, like fucking kill him. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. Like whilst they're squeezing ladies in fur coats mm -hmm. and things like that. Okay. Yeah, Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. What next? Um, that was our main stuff. We mentioned talking about Project Zomboid or um, Rimworld. What we're each playing this week, but oh right, yeah. Um. I don't know, why don't we save that? Yeah, sure. Because I'm about ready for lunch. Okay. Well, I had nothing to say in RimWorld other than I've played RimWorld since, like, Alpha 16. I still play it. I have a ridiculous amount of hours on it, like 2,000 hours. Yeah. And recently I've been playing uh, with my colony of snapping turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are vicious. Yeah, and war efficient. turtles. War turtles. Mm -hmm. They're great because you, you, can, me. you can feed them both. I was going to sneeze, sorry. Go on then. Go on then. Continue. Apologies all around. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're great because you can feed them vegetables and meat. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's I was more convenient. Looking than over your shoulder last night um, at you getting attacked and like thirty turtles just slowly walking across a field towards some dudes with like big guns, and they're getting them. You know, your turtle army. It was good. Yeah, I lost one turtle. Yeah. Um, and like when you look on the injuries and it's like hand bitten off by turtle. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did you ever use boomalopes? Uh, I have used them. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I find they're more trouble than they're worth, but they're very fun. Uh, I get rid of them immediately if one turns up to my base, because right. mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not dealing with that shit. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I ran a couple of colonies where I had the settings on, so if anything dies, it explodes. Yeah. That was a nightmare. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you also had colonies where you've got like a hundred cats? There's just cats everywhere. Uh, yeah, I've definitely had colonies where I've like had to like in. I just can't keep up with the chickens. Like I have to set the fucking chicken pen on fire because <laughs> yeah. I just can't kill them quick enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great game. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. And definitely. you've been playing Project Zomboid. I have. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's great. It's an um, isometric, like, overhead mm -hmm. zombie game. Um, I can't remember how we got into it. I think there was a point where we were, like, itching to play a game together. I and found like, it. Yeah, we're, I think we were looking at zombie games. Um, I was like, oh, that could be fun. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I mean, it's a fun game, very simple style. Um, but it definitely over time becomes more of, like, a stockpiling game depending on your settings. It's a great game. It obviously is trying to be a simulator, and it's definitely the most like accurate zombie game where you have to hide, you mm -hmm. can't just face them, you, yeah. you know, you don't and make you, noise. You can also fine-tune your settings like really closely to like, you know, how do you want, you know, what speed is, do the zombies move at? Mm -hmm. How far do they hear? What, how short is or long is their memory? Yeah. What's their vision how range? How many are there? How, how many are there? And then when they uh, do, they gather together in groups. And when they do, what's the maximum size of that group? And um, yeah, and there's all kinds of um, just fun stuff like 
Um, the random events are pretty good. The helicopter event, every time I hear that noise. There's like a helicopter flying overhead and then the zombies are just drawn to it. And if the helicopter sees you, it'll follow you around, which can be a nightmare. So you'll just end up with a horde. Following you wherever you go. Yeah. Um, yeah it's fun. It's really fun, yeah. Um, it just, you know, it sort of inev inevitably gets to a point after the first few days where you you contain the threat, mm -hmm. you... Depending on how you play it. Depending on how you play it, you, you can, can get, make it harder, yeah. You can get to a point where, you know, like, because the real impetus at the beginning of the game is to, like, start establishing a base someplace safe, you know. Um, there's mm -hmm. different things you can do to make it safe, you know. You can either get in and out of your base if it's on a second floor and you destroy, like, the entrance. You can use a rope or sheet rope to climb up and down through a window, but then the zombies can yank it down and... Um, you can use a sledgehammer to knock out like floor tiles so they can't get to you and then once you like really work that out it can get to a point where like you're too safe yeah and then you kind of slow down because there isn't as of yet there isn't an end game to it so yeah. that can be frustrating but yeah um, I mean I remember doing a you know we like to use mods on things mm -hmm. but I remember doing an unmodded game where I tried to make Jack Packard Yes. Yes. It was a bald character. It's like, that looks a bit like Jack Packard slightly. Mm, yeah. I like Jack Packard, so I'll play as Jack Packard. And I decided I'd go and live in the woods mm. and in a cabin. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll just live in the woods and I'll make it so that he is like basically outside all the time. Like he's a park ranger. He's going to live in the woods. He's going to grow his own stuff. He's going to eventually build a log wall. And then I started and started in the city driving around get a car to drive to the woods, get some stuff, gonna need a saw, things mm -hmm. like that. And then when I got there, and I found it, found, found the woods and everything, and started making my base, I realized that I'd wanted to give him claustrophobic as a trait. Mm -hmm. He's always outside, but I gave him agoraphobic. So yeah. he, he's an agoraphobic park ranger. Living in the woods, yeah. <sighs> and yeah, and that, that was really fun, and um, yeah, I, yeah, contained the threat, started to build my base and everything, and then I was driving around, and I got bored and drove too quickly and smashed into a car and died. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of, like, very realistic, if you think about yeah. it. But also, like, I can see more than 30 meters yeah. ahead of me. Yeah, it can be frustrating, especially because there's no save feature in the game. Um, oh, as of yeah, yet. That's yeah. one of the most frustrating parts. So if you spend, like, hours and hours, you know, getting your character up to a place where they've got all these skills and... Because you, know, you can respawn as a up. new character. You respawn, yes, as a new character. You can make the same character, but like you won't have all your belongings, you won't have your skills, skills and all your experience, so yeah. it's like starting over. And I can see how that could be a fun play style if you wanted it to be, but I'd much prefer the option to yeah. save a game and be able to just reload. Yeah, I mean, it was fun for me on my playthrough, but then after that, it was like, I don't think I died unfairly like that. Yeah, and part of the game is being patient. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of like, well, I don't want to play this now. Yeah, yeah, I get you. But there can be like... You taught me. There's, there's so much variety that you can find yourself in some really fun scenarios. Like, definitely still my favorite of our playthroughs was the mall. Yeah. Um, we went to the big mall and um, what were we doing? We were like, okay, let's seal everything up in the mall. There's like 10 entrances. I think we got everything sealed up and yeah. then we... Lived were, on like, the second floor. Lived on the second floor. And then we decided to go to the movie theater next door <laughs> and see what was going on there. And then got kind of followed by a horde. And there were, we like opened the door to the movie theater and there were like 10,000 zombies in there. Yes, yeah, so we're like, we gotta go. 
Um, so we get back in the car, like our van, and we're driving back to the mall. And then we were like getting swarmed. So I think we got out of the van. And we're like, let's just run inside so they yeah. can't get to us. Yeah. But I forgot to turn the key off in the van <laughs> and they're drawn to noise. So then we ended up at a point where we're standing in the mall on the second floor, looking out the windows at like like 10,000 zombies, like head just headbanging uh, in a big circle around this van. And oh, then, was it the, yeah, like that, all at the same pace and everything. It was pretty fun to watch. And then we realized, oh shit, we forgot to block off a stairwell. Let's go. And as we were doing that. As we were doing we that, opened, we opened a door and there's like thousands of zombies rushing up the stairs. So we had to run through several rooms and like, didn't you yeah. have to like destroy the floor? I had to destroy the floor around a doorway so that they would drop through from the second floor to the bottom floor and then the bottom floor was full of zombies. <laughs> so then yeah. we couldn't leave, really. Yeah. Uh, that was a very fun place. Yeah, that was fun, yeah. 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 Oh, good. Yeah. That's what we've been playing. Yeah, I'm probably going to play some more of that later. Good. Yeah. I shall play more of Turtles. Turtle Army. Turtle World. Turtle World. All right, anything else? I think that was just about it for today that I had. Um, okay. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think that's just about it for now. Cool. Um, well, yeah. great. Well, thanks very much for watching. You can support us on Patreon. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I guess we still have a Facebook page on. Do people still talk to us on Facebook? Um, yeah, you get stuff there. Yeah. Here and there. But here and there. I mean, most of the actual interactions that you have on social media, when you feel like posting anything is on Twitter usually. Yeah. Just, uh, it used to be Facebook was really good. I would talk to everyone who talked to me mm -hmm. on Facebook, and then I, it just got to be just spam. Mm -hmm. Purely spam. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. I'll save that moaning for next week. All right. Have more, a good week. More morning to come. Thank you. More morning. Bye-bye. See ya.